Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Antony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 134. In this episode, in force and in dose. This podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. During my time as the publicity officer for the National Federation of Demolition Contractors, I was the co-author of no less than four sets of industry guidance notes. I was co-author on both the original and the updated edition of the guidance notes on the safe use of high-reach excavators. I was co-author on the guidance for the safe use of mobile crushers in a demolition environment. And I was co-author on the guidance on the deconstruction of tower blocks, or the top-down guidance as most people now know it. Now I say I was co-author, but that's stretching things a little. In truth, I was there mainly to take care of the stuff that no one notices, and that very few people actually care about. I was there to check spelling, grammar and punctuation, to make sure the various documents flowed in a logical order, and that they looked pretty on the page. You see, for all my skills as a journalist and a writer, no one knows demolition better than a demolition man or woman. Not a client, not a main contractor, not a legislator, and certainly not a jumped-up journalist. Whether it's a company principal formulating an innovative demolition method, a project manager defining a sequence of works for optimum safety and efficiency, or a high-reach operator planning his direction of attack on a structure. These people are experts in their field. Demolition is a skill, an art, and a science. And when artists and scientists talk, it pays to listen. So each time we produced a new set of guidance notes, they were shared with the health and safety executive prior to publication. And each time the response was exactly the same. The HSE thanked the NFDC for their time, effort, investment and diligence. They welcomed each new publication as a significant contribution to safety in the demolition arena. They gave each new publication a massive thumbs up. And then they flatly refused to endorse all of them. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or The Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more. I was reminded of this conundrum just a few weeks ago while speaking to the managing director of a major UK demolition firm. Following a prolonged, intense and expensive period of research and consultation, that company had invested in a new proximity warning system to reduce the risk of demolition workers being hit by demolition machines. That system comes with a hefty price tag. In addition to investing in the system itself, the company in question will be required to provide additional training for all those that might be impacted by its implementation. Yet this system is not required or prescribed by law. This is merely a case of a leading demolition company going above and beyond what is required to help ensure the health and safety of its men and women. So, with a degree of pride, the company in question invited an HSE inspector along to see the system in action, to show them firsthand what a significant leap forward this was. The HSE inspector was suitably impressed. He acknowledged the company's investment and its diligence. He gave the system a massive thumbs up. And then, yep, you've guessed it, he refused to endorse it. 
If you're a demolition equipment owner, operator or enthusiast, then there's only one place to be in July next year. The 4th Demo Expo will take place at the Hertfordshire Showground from the 4th till the 6th of July and it promises to be the biggest demo expo yet. So put those dates in your diary and join us at the Hertfordshire Showground for Demo Expo 2019. It's going to be epic. The relationship between the demolition industry and the health and safety executive has always been slightly fraught, a little fractious, and traditionally at least, with good reason. In years gone by, the demolition industry proved itself to be a dangerous place in which to work. Accidents were frequent, and fatalities were far too common. The industry of old thoroughly deserved to be high on the HSE watch list. But times have changed. With one or two notable exceptions, the UK demolition industry's health and safety track record continues to improve year on year. Accident levels generally fall with each passing year. Fatalities are at an all-time low. Compared to allied industries such as construction, refurbishment and the waste and recycling sectors, demolition is a paragon of health and safety good practice. There was even talk a few years back about a policy of earned autonomy, in which industries that demonstrated a true commitment to health and safety best practice would be inspected less and would be allowed to, partially at least, police themselves. That would have been great for the UK demolition industry, which has clearly demonstrated just such a commitment. It would have been great for the HSE, which has seen inspector numbers in seemingly terminal decline. And then came the fee for intervention, a veritable license to print money at the demolition contractor's expense. Suddenly, a visit to a demolition site provided the HSE with the ability to generate some much-needed revenue. And rather than becoming self-policing, demolition seemingly moved back to the top of the HSE's hit list. Now, I've been on UK demolition sites that run like clockwork that dot every I and cross every T, upon which health and safety is at the very core of the contract, upon which the demolition contractor is quite visibly going above and beyond what is required by legislation, and that has been independently audited by a recognised demolition expert. But an HSE inspector with a quota to fill, and with sufficient time on their hands, could almost certainly find something not to their liking, something untoward, something worthy of a fee-for-intervention notice. Rather than a carrot-and-stick approach, the HSE seems to have eaten the carrot and adopted an all-stick approach in which it would prefer to punish rather than to encourage, in which each infraction is not seen as an opportunity to learn or improve, but as an opportunity to replenish its coffers, in which demolition is not rewarded for its massive health and safety strides, but is seen instead as a soft target. Demolition News Radio, the independent voice of the global demolition industry. All of which brings me back to where we started this episode. No one knows demolition like demolition men and women. That's how the industry has developed its own methodologies and its own best practices. That's why the industry's training is targeted and in many instances unique. That's why the NFDC instigated its own site audit scheme. That's why demolition contractors invest millions each year on systems, training, equipment and processes that make them better, more efficient and, above all, safer. For decades, the UK demolition industry has put to shame the allied industries around it with its forward-thinking approach to the environment and to safety. It's put its money where its mouth is, creating training courses at all levels of the industry, 
backing those courses with competence cards, reinforcing that training with published guidance notes. Now, I'm not suggesting for one second that the HSE should stop policing the UK demolition industry, nor am I suggesting that a policy of earned autonomy would be a good idea for the whole demolition industry. What I am saying, however, is that if the HSE is interested primarily in filling its revenue quota, it would be far better placing greater scrutiny elsewhere, starting with the refurbishment sector, which currently has a shameful health and safety track record. What I am saying is that when a demolition company goes above and beyond regulations to ensure the safety of its workforce and those living or working around them, that their accomplishments should be recognised and applauded. Ultimately, what I'm saying is that the relationship between the HSE and the UK demolition industry should be a two-way street. And if the HSE wants to enforce, then it also needs to endorse. Thanks for listening. Demolition News Radio. Dedicated to demolition.